What is good, YouTube, Quinway Basketball Analysis. Coming to y'all with that instant analysis. We're going to talk about the Milwaukee Bucks defeating the New York Knicks 111 to 107. The Bucks improved to 26 and 14. They're 10 and 9 away from Milwaukee, which is Pfizer Forum. And the Knicks are 10 and 11 at home. And they fall to 22 and 19 with their record after they lost to the Bucks today. It was a 22-22 first quarter. This game had no Middleton, by the way. The second quarter was 29-24 Knicks, 27-27 in the third quarter, and 38-29 Milwaukee. And that's how they was able to come back and win after that second quarter by the Knicks. And you have to give credit to the Bucks. They stayed with it. They couldn't make a shot. They couldn't make a three at one point. They got themselves in a hole. They got themselves in a drought. But they stayed with it. They played their game. They stayed true to themselves. Giannis didn't have a big night scoring, but he did facilitate. He did collapse the defense a lot. He had 22 points, plus 9 and plus minus, two personal fouls, four turnovers, two blocks, five assists, 10 rebounds, or 20 and 10 for him. I feel like he needed to play slow in this game. Um, I think it sped up a little bit in the third and the fourth quarter. He was 9 to 12 from the free throw line. You can't stop this man from getting to the basket. So you have to foul sometimes because it's better to foul him than for him to get a layup or a dunk. 1 of 3 from the three-point line. He was 6 of 15 from the field. So you have to give credit to the Knicks defense, Mitchell Robinson and those guys for being physical and making every shot tough at the rim. And even his perimeter shots, they forced him to take a lot of shots at the top of the key and try to drive all the way to the lane. It's tough to do that when you can't shoot a mid-range or a three. And Giannis really struggled getting clean looks all the way to the basket like he usually does, especially when they know that your shooters are not going to make threes. They can corral the paint and they can make it tough in those lanes. And that's what they did tonight. Brooke Lopez, 17 points, negative three and plus minus, three personal foul, three turnovers, three blocks, one steal, two assists, seven rebounds, all one from the free throw line. He was three of nine from three and seven to 16 from the field. I feel like he's been better in the paint, but I feel like this game he played more out of the paint. Sometimes it's win or lose doing that, and he chooses when he wants to do it. But I feel like he did enough in the paint tonight defensively to where it didn't really matter. He was in there when it mattered. And that was on the defensive end. Drew Holiday hit a step back three that sealed the game. He's been accustomed to doing that. Sometimes I love it. Sometimes I hate it because it's not a high percentage shot. But it is one of his signature shots. And he can't make it in big moments. He has done it this season already. But he also have lost games doing it this season too. But it's good to see him back healthy and being the defensive anchor in the side, in the middle, and at the top of the key. 15 points plus 7 in the plus minus, three personal foul, one turnover, nine assists. So good job facilitating, finding guys. Five rebounds, two or two from the free throw line, three or nine from three, five or 14 from the field. Pat Connaughton, 11 points, plus one and plus minus one turnover. But he did have four assists and 11 rebounds. He had a double-double. You usually don't see Pat Connaughton doing that, but it was mostly when they needed it most, which in the fourth quarter, they gained rebounded to get themselves more opportunities. And you see guys like Giannis and Brooke Lopez with four offensive rebounds total. And even Marjan had two offensive rebounds. And Connaughton did a good job defensive rebounding. Although he doesn't usually does do it, it came up when it mattered most.
Bengals, which was this game. And this was a game to keep them ahead of the Nets. They need to find a way to get ahead of the Nets, I should say, so that way they can finish with the number two or number one seed and they can have an easier path to go into the finals instead of having some tough fights to get there, especially because they haven't been the most healthiest team. Three of seven from three for Connaughton, four of eight from the field. Grayson Allen hit a clutch three in the fourth quarter that allowed them to keep the lead for most of the game, 11 points, negative 11 and plus minus, two personal fouls, two turnovers, two steals, three rebounds, three or three from the free throw line, two or three from three. He was three or six from the field. And Bobby Portis, 10 points, didn't get the double-double tonight, but he did go negative two and plus minus, one personal foul, two turnovers. He did have three of them. He was five or six from the field. Javon Carter, zero points, three personal fouls. One assist, one rebound, 0-3 from the three-point line, 0-4 from the field. And Jingling Joe had a big night again, 17 points, plus 14 and plus minus. One turnover, yeah, five assists, three rebounds. He was 5 of 11 from three and 6 of 14 from the field. They need his ability to pass, and they need him to be able to see on top of the defense, make the hockey assist, put the ball down if they try to run at him for a three-point shot, and just being a floor spacer that can move without the basketball and give space for Giannis and Brooke Lopez and Drew Holiday, and possibly Middleton mid-range game and isolations. You need somebody that can do that, and Jingling Joe did that. And as he get healthier, he can do it more consistently for him. And Marjan Bochamp, eight points, plus five and plus minus, three personal fouls, one assist, five rebounds, two of four from three, three of six from the field. This is a great game. I feel like he plays solid defense, even though he got some ticky-tack fouls. I, I love what I seen out of him. Sumu did not play. Thanasis didn't play. Jordan didn't play. George Hill didn't play. Wesley Matthews and A.J. Green didn't play. Although they was healthy, it was the coach's decision to go with the guys that he can trust the most to win a game like this. And they got it done. 43% from the field as a team. They finally shot above 36%, even 35% from three. They shot 38% from three tonight. 77% from the free throw line. They grabbed 48 rebounds. They assisted 27 times, three steals, five blocks, 14 turnovers, and they also had 17 personal fouls and 111 points. The New York Knicks slowed it down and they tried to grind this one out, and I feel like they had a great game plan. They just ran out of gas. They didn't have enough guys that can make shots. They relied they they missed R.J. Barrett tonight. They just needed that extra bucket getter, that extra creator, and they just didn't have it. 25 points for Julius Randle, plus two and plus minus. Three personal foul, three turnover, two steals, five assists, 16 rebounds on 20 and 10 for him. Six of seven from the free throw line, one of 12 from three. He didn't have it going from three like he usually do in the first two quarters. He struggled to make one, which ended up making him nine of 29 from the field. Since he shot so many and couldn't make them, his field goal percentage didn't look good, and he couldn't really make shots even in the mid-range in the perimeter from the layups. Um... Mitchell Robertson, two points, negative one and plus minus three personal foul, one turnover, one block, two steals, three assists, eight rebounds. He was one of four from the field. Jalen Brunson was attacking the basket, getting layups, getting to the free throw line, hitting the mid range, hitting the threes. There's nothing that he couldn't do tonight. He had it going. 44 points for him, negative two and plus minus three turnovers, four assists, seven rebounds. He was 10 to 10 from the free throw line, four to 10 from three. He was 15 to 30, so 50% from the field. Emmanuel quickly was great, spacing the floor and getting to the basket and getting out in transition. 23 points, plus five and plus minus three personal fouls, four rebounds, two or three from the free throw line, three or six from three, nine or 14 from the field. And Quentin Grimes.
strides, gave them athleticism and quickness, and he did it even with the rebounds, four points, negative five and plus minus, two steals, one assist, eight rebounds, two or two from the free throw line, or three from the three-point line, one or seven from the field. Obi chopping three points, negative six and plus minus, one steal, one or two from three, one or three from the field. Isaiah Hardenstein, zero points, negative three and plus minus three. Personal fouls, four rebounds, all one from the three-point line, all six from the field. Miles McBride, three points, negative 11 and plus minus. One steal, one assist, one to three from the three-point line, one to three from the field. And Evan Fournier, three points plus one, two personal fouls, two assists, one rebound, one to four from the three-point line, one to four from the field. Cameron, Cam Reddish, Jer Jericho Sims, Derrick Rose. Makai Luke and Archie Diakono did not play coach's decision, even though they was healthy. 38% from the field, 26% from three, 90% um, from the free throw line, but they only grabbed 48 rebounds, 16 assists, eight steals, one block, seven turnovers, 14 personal fouls, and 107 points total. Just a good game to see. It was fun and exciting. I feel like the Bucks really needed to find a way to stay together and figure this out. They was in a game where they couldn't really make anything. It slowed down even more, and they just had to find a way to make shots. They don't have a shot maker outside of Giannis, and sometimes it can get tough, and it gets tougher when your best perimeter creator offensively missed so much time this season. It's getting worse and worse watching the Bucks struggle to create offense, struggle to find consistency, and struggle to make perimeter shots each and every night it makes it seem like it's impossible for them to win but defensively they just rotate they communicate they have so much speed so much peskiness they have so much feistiness and they cover the ball well you know they can protect the realm they can rotate and switch out any position cover centers without even switching they can defend the post without switching they can get their hands in get steals they can roam and get blocks even if you don't expect it this team is just a great well smart coach team and they just play with patience and poise and you just have to give the Bucks credit for that they've just figuring out ways to win games that helps in, in, in the playoffs especially when Middleton comes back and he can hit mid-ranges and threes and he can be a bucket especially when these guys don't have to rely on Giannis so much to create the offense they can play more freely and they can play more loosely and then the offense just look a lot more realistic and a lot more better than just trying to punish the realm every time and then it just becomes more predictable and then you don't actually get a lot of transition opportunities either or even semi-transition which means you bet you basically playing 80s 90 basketball which is tough to do now because the threes kill you and it's a lot of great three-point shooting teams in the eastern conference that also get out in transition and punish you if you can't score enough points and we already seen the bucks lose to those teams by dominant fashion already this season so get well chris middleton continue to like continue to subscribe check out my podcast check out my facebook page that's in the description check out my analysis breakdowns if you're new to the channel subscribe hit the notification bell quinn wade basketball analysis signing out